0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Flushing It podcast. The new live season starts on Friday at Myakoba, and to help me build it up, I'm joined today by Sam Horsfield, who's the youngest member of the Majestics. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I have got a bit of a cold. The English weather's got to me. It's um, Yeah, a bit snotty and a bit coffee, but other than that, it's all good.
1: As you can probably tell by the reflection in the, the mirror behind me, it's not uh, cold and miserable here.
0: <laughs> no it's, it looks like you've got better weather than pebble beach as well because those guys yeah. are going to be put through it so, this week so yeah yeah so um obviously the the event starts in mexico on friday and you've had a long off season so what have you been up to over the last few months
1: not uh not too much just doing a lot of uh playing while i've been at home um so i've been playing pretty much every day playing money games with guys and, um yeah not not a whole lot my girlfriend and i we went to the grand canyon after miami uh that was one of the coolest places yeah, i've right, ever yeah. been in my life um pictures do it absolutely no justice um so yeah just chilling playing some golf um but yeah it's been it's been nice
0: yeah sounds good so sort of how do you build up your season do you do you like um do you do a lot of practice sort of running into this sort of work on technical stuff or sort of is it loads of physio, coaching, mind stuff? Like sort of what do you work on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I took uh probably like a month off after Miami just completely put the clubs away, reset everything. Obviously last year I had enough time off as it was already. So um yeah, I pretty much got right back into it when, when we got back from the Grand Canyon and um yeah, I would say I build up to probably three, two, three weeks beforehand. Uh, um, Like, I'm just sort of keeping things ticking over, keeping, um, you know, the basics, make sure my alignment, ball position, you know, all that good stuff is is staying right. And then, um, you know, a few weeks before the event, then you start to really ramp up the golf, the golfing, um, put more hours in, do a lot more tournament, try to recreate tournament um, situations um so yeah no it's it's been it's been nice
0: yeah that's cool so you um so when you're trying to recreate these tournament positions are you playing against the lads like money games against like Polts and and wesley and yeah and henrik
1: yeah we uh we played together on last saturday we all played at alworth um that was that was a fun little day um but yeah like you said money games um putting yourself under you know when you have to hold a four-footer um you know, like just putting yourself under tournament situations, you know, where you can't move your ball or, you know, doing like little things, you know, where there's there's things on the line. Um, yeah, I think for me, that's really important. I'm a big player. Um, I get bored on the range. I can only do about two hours on the range and then I lose interest and that's enough of it for me. So um, going out on the course, hitting different shots off different slopes, um, you know, flighting balls differently. The different pins, and obviously knowing that we're going to be coming down here to my where it's going to be windy, working on holding balls in different winds, um, lower lower shots off the tee, um, and working on like a really low tee driver and just sort of nudging it and bleeding it into play sort of thing. Um, so just little things like that and be, taking them onto the golf course, getting comfortable with them in situations and, you know, like I was just saying. Yeah, because I think Tiger used to say that he, there was like different
0: stages of when you're working on a swing. You get it good down the range, then you get it good in practice on the golf course, and then you get it good in like tournament play on the golf course. And there's sort of for different sure. levels, isn't there? And it's um, how closely can you recreate like the competition feel when you're playing those money games? That are worth is is that a difficult thing to achieve?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it ever gets to the point of a tournament, but it's as close as you're going to get, right? Like for me you know i've been playing for a couple hundred dollars with the boys i really want to win so like that brings out the competitive edge and the fire in me and like me just wanting to win right um yeah it is it is different but you got to try to bring it back to yourself that what you're doing in practice and then taking that to tournaments right um so yeah it's um it's quite an interesting process on you know when you're making swing changes and stuff like that how how your mind and body works with it you know over certain shots on the golf course and how your brain is you know wired to say um so yeah no it's um it's 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 a cool it's a cool process
0: hey, have you been taking the last money then is do they sort of pay out a lot
1: yeah um well we always we always play a Wednesday game. Um, Henrik and myself take on Ian and Westy. Last year we actually did not win one one of the Wednesday games, unfortunately. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually got clobbered every single week, which not a lot of people know. Uh, but we're going to change that this year. We're going fourteen to zero this year instead. Um, so yeah, but again, it's good because we're competitive. You know, we got putts that matter. You know, instead of just raking them back from. You know, three feet, you know, you're putting a spot on it, lining it up, looking at it. You know, there's some shit talking going on, you know, um, getting all that, the competitive juices going.
0: Yeah, there's nothing better than that, especially like, nothing. you know, t- taking money off pollster, I imagine must be the most satisfying ever. And I read someone that you, you beat him when you were 14. Is that right?
1: I did. Yes. Yeah. We first, um, I don't remember exactly if you gave, I don't remember the exacts. Um, Score on what was going on, but yeah, we first and Nona. Um, yeah, that, that was when our friendship um started, and now we're here. <laughs> Some um, you kind of cut
0: out there, but I, I hope the Wi Fi doesn't go again, but um, yeah, I think we might be back, fingers crossed. Um, yeah no way yeah so it's so obviously being the youngest member of the Majestics like that's that's quite an interesting dynamic because you've you've been on teams before but you've never sort of been in this kind of setup as a professional so how does it work having those three guys are are they kind of like father figures sort of sort of how does that you know how do you how do you mix with those
1: yeah no it's they're they're like kids at heart right like well we just went out and played nine holes you just got done and I mean Ian and Westy are literally like couple children are going around the golf course and just having fun you know just shooting the shit talking about like i I actually ian even said walking up one of the holes today he's like my god i hope i never get old like i mean you know so just being around those positive vibes and you know all the time like it's really good for me um you know being the young guy being able to ask them questions about golf life you know whatever it may be um you Know, but at heart, those guys are still really young, they've still got a lot of fire in their belly, they still want to compete with the best players in the world. Um, you know, so to be able to learn and um, see how they go about their business is it's, it's a pretty unique experience, and it's um, one I'm very grateful for.
0: Yeah, and Paulson and Henrik, in particular, are a couple of pranksters. Have, have they ever like pulled <laughs> anything on you? Uh,
1: they've tried to, uh, I mean, they're always trying to get everybody doing something right um yeah they they have their favorite one is getting someone to repeat themselves so it's called getting on the double um so they they've got me a few times on the double where they're and then ian thinks it's the funniest thing on the planet and it's just like <laughs> yeah so they've got me they've got me a couple of times on that one um but not nothing too crazy no pink ferraris or anything silly like that yet not yet.
0: It's probably coming at some
1: point. <laughs> probably, but knowing no knowing those two, probably,
0: yeah. So I'm. Um, I mean, I was, I've been watching this uh, the behind the scenes documentary that you guys have done, and it's um really fascinating. And you started the first episode by kind of slamming your position last year, where you come 11th out of 12. Is during the off season, um, I think most of the teams, apart from three, have strengthened, and you guys are still the same. So, what what are you? doing to try and improve on that position and to try and get a podium this year?
1: Well, I think we all know what individually, what we need to work on. Like there was the massive outliers um, from when we had our team meeting and we had a team meeting in the beginning of December, there were some outliers um, that stood out pretty, um, pretty blatantly as to why we had been struggling, um, you know, so, I went away. I went away and worked on those things. Um, You know, I took the numbers that I was seeing. I didn't. I didn't know about them. If I'm being, you know, like for example, my putting last year was not not good, not up to the standard. Um, I knew it wasn't very good, but I didn't know quite how much it was costing me and how bad. So, a lot of the off-season work this year has been on my putting and specifically the five to twenty foot range. Um, So for me, that's how I. see ourselves you know i know westy's been westy's been getting after it the last couple weeks Ian, the same um you know so i think we're more than ready i i trust and believe in you know the the majestics and the guys behind um you know us and i think we're gonna have a good year this year
0: and the biggest thing they've been missing to be honest is is you because like when you turn pro you kind of hit the ground running you won twice in two weeks in 2020 um but you obviously missed most of last season with an injury so sort of how yep. do you are you fully fit now do you feel like you're you're you know you're capable of just preparing as much as you want to and playing a full season with no with no injuries at all
1: I am yeah yeah no I feel I feel ready my my hip feels my right hip feels almost better than my left hip um been able to do a lot of gym work this offseason on my legs strengthen my legs and my abs and all that good stuff stuff that I wasn't really able to do because it caused me a lot of pain. And, um, you know, I had to swing the golf club a specific way around my injury. Um, and that was causing me discomfort and a really bad hitting sh- and a really bad shot. So, um, just having the off season to be able to push myself in the gym and then, um, you know, like I was saying earlier about the work, you know, being able to make some changes with foals and, um, be able to swing the golf club the way that, we want to swing it, not just the way that I have to swing it. Um, I'm really, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And how hard was it to sit on the sideline last year?
1: (laughs) It was the hardest six months of my life. Um, There was, I was set up in Harrogate doing rehab. um, for. I was set up there for three months. um, And obviously watching the coverage right through the summer, watching the coverage every single day and you know i love laurie great guy you know but i just wanted to be there so bad right like it killed me inside to see laurie playing for the majestics knowing that that should be me um you know so it made it so hard and being a competitor and you know i'd never had that long off of you know competing in in golf so that was the hardest thing for me and it was honestly um you know because i couldn't do anything i couldn't even we can't even go walk around. I was on crutches. Right. So, um, you know, literally just sitting, sitting in the room in Harrogate doing like the tiniest of little leg movements. Um, yeah, you know, we've come a long way and, um, yeah, it was a lot, it was a long couple months. Yeah.
0: Is it, so you are saying there about the, the tiny little, um, leg movements in Harrogate. So sort of what, what was that process like of sort of rehabbing your leg there? Was it something that took a, yeah. a long time to get, get better?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it took um it was it was more just like it went through stages, right? So like when obviously right when I first got surgery it was killer pain. I couldn't put any weight on it. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never going to walk again. This is ridiculous." You know. And then you know, after a week it's like, "Okay, oh, I can put some weight on that." And then after 2 weeks it's like, "Oh, I can like move that in a certain way that I couldn't move before." And then a month goes by and then you're putting f- weight onto it and like turning into it. So um, you know, it's just you you gotta it's such a cliche saying, but you gotta stick to the process, right? Like the guy that I um did my rehab with and the guy that I'm working with, Steve McGregor, um, he's absolutely amazing. He um yeah, he's he did wonders for me during during that, um, you know, mentally, physically. Um and I don't think I don't think I would be at the place like with how good I'm feeling um within myself without his help and you know guidance over those over those months for sure
0: it was did you do any practice at all um when you were injured could you do putting or anything like that nothing at all?
1: nothing I could I couldn't I couldn't have my hips in a flex position so like this is where your hips are at normally I couldn't have my hips in any sort of flex position for 12 weeks so three months, I couldn't have my hips sitting like this for a period of time. Um, yeah. And I, that was just because I had a bone spurt and I just it, it had to settle down and everything. So um, I literally couldn't do anything. My um, my girlfriend, she would go up to the driving range and I'd just literally stand behind her and give her. I turned into a coach for a couple months, uh, give her some lessons. And then as I was able, it's it actually turned out towards the end of it nice because i was part of my rehab was walking so she'd go play nine holes and i just push, push the trolley around for her and just walk and yeah but no like i said it was it was a long it was a long few months for sure yeah i can imagine it's,
0: when i was um when i was a junior i once smashed a light in my house with a golf club My dad banned me for a couple of weeks from playing golf and that was the hardest two weeks <laughs> ever so terrible. i can imagine what it's like <laughs> yeah yeah it's terrible it it this off office suck um yeah. So obviously you'd play Mike over on Friday. So how do you think your game suits the golf course?
1: Yeah, I I feel ready. You know, like I said, uh been at home with Foles working on um, the shots that I feel are going to be necessary this week. Um, quite a different golf course. So what say we'd normally play? Um, it's a lot more fiddly narrow, you know, you have to think your way more, more around it. Um so yeah no i'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm more looking forward to playing a whole year not injured. That's what I'm looking forward to forward to <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any goals for this year?
1: um not, not really, to be honest with you. So the way that I like to do my goals is I like to do them off the year before, like so I like to see how I've done, sit down at the end of the year, come up with a few goals for the year, say it was my iron plate, for example, that was struggling the year before, then I'd like to set a target for that. Um, but obviously, because I only played six times last year, I wasn't able to get good enough feedback and data and all that good stuff. So um, I have my own little goals that I I want to work on, um, but nothing that I've written down.
0: That's fair enough. I guess um you had one top 10 last year. I think it was one. So you, you can maybe work off that because it was the first three events. So within the first three events, you'll get two top 10s. That would be pretty cool.
1: Exactly correct about to be one one for one this week (laughs) yes
0: um which event you most looking forward to this year
1: oh that's, that's a good question um adelaide australia is an unreal event um but i i'm really looking forward to the jcb event um i i've been fortunate enough i actually got a house i bought a house about five minutes from jcb um so i've been up there i was up there quite a bit towards the end of my rehab last summer um so I played the course a bit and I think that's going to be an unreal venue for it I think um obviously the English crowds really know how to respect golf and they really understand golf so I think um I think those two are probably the ones that I've astroted on the schedule
0: the, the JCP is um I've never played it and I don't think many people know much about it. So is it is it really I assume it's quite long and it's it looks like a big stadium course the way they've kind of set it up. So yeah, what's it what's it kind of like to play?
1: Um it is it's quite long, yeah. Um it's quite difficult, I'll tell you that. Um and it's really it's quite hilly. Um and it's very like um, how would I describe it? It's very like flowing. It's a flowing golf course, right? So you got like um like grasslands quite a lot of the places, like um not there's a bit there's a few trees but not like not it's not like parkland tight anything like that. Um but I think I think it'll be a fantastic venue and I think um I think it'll it'll be good for people to come out and see JCB and how well they've done on the golf course.
0: Absolutely. I I can't wait to go. I spoke to Charlie Chalmer actually last month and he said that the Greens were running like higher than eleven on the stint in December.
1: Were they like that's crazy. I mean, that's just that's crazy. That's
0: for yeah. UK, that is insane. So yeah, yeah I no, just can't wait to see that course.
1: No, it's 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 really, really cool. And I'm not sure who designed it, but they've done a really, really good job on like the land that they had and how they incorporated it, and I like, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of the place.
0: Yeah, definitely. But well, um, i yeah, liver, liver made some big signings in the off season with John Rahm, Adrian Moron, Cyril Hatton. Um, yeah, you know, what's, what's that like for you? Sort of now, the, the strength of field is getting deeper. Um, sort of, does that motivate you more to go out and and perform? Sort of, how does that feel as a competitor, knowing you're playing against John Rahm now?
1: Yeah, I mean. I think if you beat John Rom every week you won't be doing too bad. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you, you know so um look, whenever you get the chance to compete against some of the best players in the world now, you know, obviously it's getting more and more as lift goes on. Um it's only really really good, right? Like obviously it's harder, but as a competitor, like you just want to play against the best, compete against the best and um you know i've i played i played against John in college actually um so I've known him for quite a while um but yeah no I think it's an amazing signing i think um the teams are looking really good i think um tyrrell obviously an unreal signing and Moronk. and um yeah i think the the strength of the field is really strong right like the the depth of the field is mick and i my caddy we're actually talking about this today it's really really like it's very very competitive with you know some other tours top events um you know so to be able to compete week in and week out you know you got to bring your game you got to step up and you got to play unreal golf and as a as a competitor like you can't shy away from that you got to want it and you got to you know gonna want to go out there and kick their asses.
0: Absolutely. And when you're growing up, so sort of, it's all you think about is playing against some of the best players in the world and, and giving them a stuffing, isn't it?
1: So. Exactly. Exactly. Like the first time I ever played with Phil Nicholson, I was like, I literally remember I hit my first ever flop shot in the back of my house because I remember watching Phil hit this ridiculous flop shot from somewhere. And I, I remember him just like launching this thing straight up in the stratosphere from right next to the green. And then come full circle, I'm playing with Phil, and I hit a flop shot, and he's like clapping me. I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's so cool!" <laughs> that's <laughs> that's amazing. so cool. Yeah. Is it, what's yeah, the no, vibe? Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: yeah. <laughs> what's um? What's the vibe like in Mexico? Because obviously John's there on the putting green and stuff, and just mixing with you guys. Is like, is there a big buzz around the place?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's super pumped about the year. Everyone's looking forward to it. I think um, it's only it's only great additions, right? You know, when are getting get Rom, Rom and, um, you know, Morong, who obviously was player of the year last year on the European tour, um, you know, they're all great additions. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. The almost the more, not the more, the merrier, but, you know, the competition for us is what drives us and we want to be the best players in the world. So, um, you know, let's go. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm,
0: I think you've, you've answered everything I want. So there's one more question I wanted to ask you. Uh, When I went to Little Sticks Clinic in London and I was watching Lee Westwood teaching some kids how to chip and one lad piped up and said, who are you to Lee Westwood? And Wesley said, I'm Lee. And he said, Lee who? And he went, I'm Lee Westwood from The Majestics. He went, oh, The Majestics. Sam Horsfield is better than you. (laughs) Did did you put him up to that?
1: I did not. I swear. I swear on everything. I, I did not put him up to that. No. And it has, it has been brought up a few other times afterwards. Don't worry about that. I've let, I've let Westy know that that's what he thinks. That's good. <laughs> but no, I did. I like, like I said, like I said, I did not, I did not put him up to it. Um, but that little, the little sticks thing again, going on, you know, if it wasn't for Liv, that's something that I would never know about slash be a part of. But I'm pretty invested in it. I think it's such a cool thing. I was talking to someone the other day whose son is autistic, and he's gonna start to try to look into getting his son into it. And um, yeah, no, I think that the little sticks thing, what it does in the initiative, and you know, bringing seeing all these kids who have literally never touched a club before, and you saw it like the enjoyment, how much fun they're having, and like it's a day out for them, right? Like that that's really cool to me i yeah it's it's cool
0: it was awesome to watch and everyone seems so into it as well like polter couldn't wait to put that costume on for the kids to hit balls at him but he loved it
1: can't wait oh yeah he loves it no he 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 loves it yeah no um yeah it's like i said it's a good group of guys and um you know ian ian and the boys are harder kids right so he loves to do loves to do shit like that and um, you know, get in a costume and do whatever it may be. Um, he's a he's man for the mission.
0: He really is. And it's if anyone hasn't watched the uh, behind-the-scenes Majestics documentary, it's on YouTube, uh, it's well worth seeking it out. I think the first episode so did really well. Lots of people really enjoyed it. So they go and have a look at that. Yeah, it was it's, good. As a team, I think the Majestics are um, pushing forwards more than any other team on live at the moment. It's, it's really sort of breaking new ground with different things. So, yeah, definitely go and sure. seek that out. The only thing that's left for you to do, mate, is uh, you need to get a podium. So, you know, it's tough for I the Majestics know. fans. I know. It's been a dry Don't worry, drive don't worry. That,
1: don't worry, that'll be coming up soon, shortly. Don't worry about that. We got you guys it's covered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Sweet. Well, um, yeah, good luck this week. I appreciate you coming on. And, Thanks, you know, it's appreciate great it. great to
1: speak to you. Thanks for the time. Cheers, Sam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. See ya.